0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
1: It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something.
2: Howdy, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of the 2021 DragonCon Report. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our recovering crew from the big event. Um, Of course, Director Mike Faber is here.
1: Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me here. It is amazing to think we've already passed through DragonCon, and we're under 350 days till the next one.
2: (laughs) Wow, he's already counting down. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh darren is, is here as well hi everybody howdy sir how are you re- how is your recovery going uh my recovery is actually pretty uh
3: pretty zen actually i'm just feeling the zen from dragon con it was a
2: nice calm dragon for me uh, i, I liked it i can't wait to hear more about it and <laughs> and and we have jen with us as well
0: hello guys i'm back home and i wish i was still there and can't wait oh. till next year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, you you uh, you did it. You you had an extended Dragon Con. Well, I, I,
0: I do every year, but yeah, yeah, it's just I I get home and then I get that depression and
2: mm-hmm. I'm like, yep. I
0: can't Dragon Con be real life. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's, there's post Disney depression and there's post Dragon Card yep. depression and they're very similar, actually. Yep. Um, um, so the entire crew is here and we are once again honored to have with us Dan Carroll, Director of Media Engagement. Dan, welcome back. I don't
4: know how much of an honor it is, but thanks for having me on the show, guys.
2: Well, it is an honor for us. Thank you. Um, and overall, how was, how was your, uh, I, I was your recovery going? Because you're probably busier than a lot of us are.
4: I I pointed out that unlike many people, I do not understand Dragon Con depression or post con drop because the happiest day of the year for me is the first Tuesday after Labor Day. <laughs> but this year particularly, it was a day of excitement for me, not Because I was happy DragonCon was over as much as I was happy that I had a wonderful thing to talk about and I got to talk about it. But, you know, I was just so happy for how well DragonCon went for the attendees, uh, how the volunteers absolutely brought it. Leadership made some hard and really amazing decisions that, that were proven right time and time again. And I didn't say anything stupid in front of her microphone all year, so what? I win.
2: <laughs> that is a successful con. Awesome. Um, well, we, I can't wait to hear more about it, especially the all the official news that uh, that there is. Um, we're also going to be talking with Dan Clink uh, later on in the show, reporting for the ESO Network. Um, and we are a proud member of the ESO Network. We have a tea public store filled with all kinds of cool designs, including a very cool one for the. Dragon Con Report podcast, which we saw a few of at the show itself, which was awesome. Uh, There's a link for that at the top of the ESO Network page, if you want your very own. And of course, the ESO Network has a Patreon page. And thank you, patrons, for all your support. Mike, what's going on in the Patreon page? We're bored silly.
1: We are very bored silly. And that's the great thing about, you know, the ESO Network Patreon is that we get to talk about all kinds of goofy stuff on Patreon. And, you know, as a member of the ESO Patreon, you get us talking about, you know, Dragon Con. You get us to talk about TV shows we're watching. You get to hear us talk about, you know, just goofy stuff. That's why we're bored. We're silly. And, you know, it's an exclusive show, exclusive for our ESO Patreons, which you can also be a member of for as little as $1 a month. It's pretty darn Mm -hmm. awesome. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO network. And speaking of some announcements, Mikey, I do have a big announcement, but I'm going to wait till the end of the show to tell oh. everybody about that.
2: All <laughs> right. All right. So stay tuned, everybody. Now you have a reason not to switch us off. So never nobody uh, ever yes. switches <laughs> us off. Come on. <laughs> God forbid. Uh, Jeez. Exactly. Um, be sure to check out past <laughs> episodes of the DragonCon Report. Dot at dragonconreport.com. We can also be found on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and whether you're listening to us via Apple podcast, Stitcher, spotify google podcast iHeartRadio, pandora amazon music or even audible.com please rate us and leave us a review if you would like to leave us direct feedback or comment on the show please feel free to do so at Bye. feedback at dragonconreport.com all right now that all that's out of the way let's get some get to some news and notes and dan i'm gonna i'm gonna put it on your on your at your feet um what are what's the official word of from dragon con 2021
4: well, we had 42,000 attendees.
2: Amazing.
4: And in an incredible show. We sold out our one day passes for Saturday. I'm sorry. No, we didn't have any. Yeah, so technically we didn't, technically, any Saturday, we didn't yeah. sell any. Uh, but Sunday and Monday <laughs> we sold out. Wow. And, uh, we, we were near cap for the entire event. Uh, and overall, it was a calm and peaceful event. Um, you know, I, I can't say I don't want to so much as to Dragon Con's horns because everybody knows how awesome it is. But I want to talk about these attendees actually wearing their masks when they were supposed to use their masks. And uh, uh, one of the exceptions we made was that you could take your mask off if a celebrity allowed you during picture taking. Mm hmm. And I got slammed because I took advantage of that with with young Eddie McClintock.
2: Oh, did you?
4: Um, but those were the those were the seconds that I had my mask off for the entire convention. Uh, I think among the Drencon leadership and volunteers, uh, we took getting ourselves tested very seriously after the event. And uh, I did uh, I did my home test, and then I took my PCR negative on both counts. Um, And as I pointed out, I left Dragon Con and went straight back to work. But um, I was very proud that that there was nothing nutty I had to address with the media because it was just a bunch of people following the rules and playing by the game. Even our parade. Um, I don't know if any of you guys got to see the parade, but uh, even the parade – we had very little issue with people uh, trying to crash the parade, for lack of a better word. Um, and it was a great event. It was a shorter parade than usual. But, you know, I heard from the Star Wars people, at least they got to be on the CW69 this year, and they never
2: <laughs> get to do that. Oh, because they always, like, last or something, or...?
4: Uh, they go last, and usually it takes over an hour. We broadcast for an hour on CW69. This year, it took 40 minutes. We started a, little, a few minutes late, and uh, we wrapped up towards the end of the parade, and it worked out really well.
2: Yeah, I did uh, manage to walk around on Saturday morning, the morning of the parade, and I was really impressed by how uh, how few people – were there in terms of uh, most most everybody I saw was related to the convention. Uh, there wasn't uh, an influx or a huge amount of of uh, outsiders there, which you know usually is welcome, obviously, but in this case, uh, not so much.
4: And uh, everybody was well behaved. <clears throat> All the hours I met people. Now I keep different hours than a lot of people at DragonCon. I was. Um, I don't think there was a single morning except for Sunday when I was asleep at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And on Sunday, I slept till eight. I'm, I'm a party animal. Um, <laughs> but but I, I noticed that no matter what time I, I was out, uh, during the day, during the early evening, everybody was following the rules. Everybody was having fun. It was a smaller crowd, no doubt. But I think everybody made the best of it. Uh we we have uh you know such a great core fan base. Um people before the convention may have been complaining a lot on the internet, but we did not we did not have that on site much at all.
1: hmm Agreed. Agreed with that, Dan. It was a very mellow crowd and which was for DragonCon, it felt like we were at DragonCon ten years ago in a lot of ways.
4: <laughs> well um, I would say numbers-wise, it's equivalent to, I I think, 2013. Okay. I'm trying to do the math uh, because 2009, my first year was the first year we broached 30,000 and we were at 32, Mm -hmm. but it took us a while to get from 32 to cross 40. So, 2013. Wow. Yeah, that's about the crowd, but... But, um, I I mean, this is much more about my reactions than probably the official notice. We sent out press releases. We let people know where things were going. But, Uh man, $120,000 raised for Big Brothers Big Sisters in a year where we had half the attendance is just unbelievable. I even got a hat from them. (laughs)
2: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome to know because yes, I was uh thinking one of the thoughts I had was man, you know, for the charity are are we going to be able to put up those kind of numbers uh like we usually do um with you know, reduced capacity and it's nice to know that it doesn't seem like that was hard hurt at all.
4: No, and and I don't have blood bank numbers at, the, at my fingertips, but I can tell you there was always somebody getting ready to get, to donate blood. Mm-hmm. during the, during the convention, because that's where my office is located across from Weibach.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Any, any news or results about how uh, the virtual programming went?
4: Uh, the virtual programming went very well. We might not have gotten the penetration we were expecting, but I think a lot of people were coming to see it on site and there was huge numbers of, of Views and and I think what it really boils down to is there was a lot of people who were taking part in the taking part in the virtual in addition to having their badges. I I, I spoke gotcha. to several friends who were watching from their hotel rooms, mm-hmm. which is always good. And I, I have uh, uh, one of my best friends. Uh, it wasn't. I did not feel comfortable coming to DragonCon because of uh, some immune disease that she deals with. But she watched the entire thing the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of good response from it. And we're always looking to expand and, and, and provide more content. And I think I think one thing this year was really good was given the content um, that was created simply for online that you could only see online. Yes. Um, plus, everybody loves the masquerade and the
2: parade. Right. I actually watched the uh the masquerade I I I believe it was a masquerade from uh from my hotel room. So, I don't know if I've ever done that before, but it was it was it was on uh the the channel uh DCTV uh, at uh, the Westin. So, so I tuned well, uh, in for that. Routinely,
4: pardon me, routinely I do watch it from my room, but I I went down to the uh, I went down to assist some folks who needed seating. Um and I uh, was in the backstage area, and I bumped into a friend of uh, ESO, Renee Cooper,
2: huh?
4: who is my counterpart at our sister convention, MomoCon. MomoCon, yeah. And um, it was nice to catch up with her. Uh, but the opening, the opening act for the masquerade was just amazing. Um, you know, sometimes. Power has its privileges, and while I don't necessarily think I have power, I do have a badge with a stripe on it. So I was able to watch it from from a position that was not um, not one of the seats, and it was just just gorgeous to watch. And everybody loves um, everybody loves WandaVision. And uh, uh, a good friend of mine actually got me a Agatha All the Time ribbon for my badge. And I, I don't wear the ribbons, but I, it was nice to get one.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. But you, yeah, yeah. It, it, man, the ribbons are taken over. I think. Um, uh, now it seems like it's uh, it's very rare that I see someone who has a badge that doesn't have a ribbon. Now
1: it was pretty awesome yeah. to see the people hang who had the ribbons hanging <laughs> over the side of the railings.
2: Yeah, just a ton of them. Like I don't know, hundreds.
1: Oh yeah, it was pretty awesome. It reminded me a lot of Gallifrey. That's the first place I had seen it.
2: The ribbons, yeah,
1: yeah, for Doctor Who stuff, but it was awesome to see it at Dragon Con, and everyone was giving them out. I guess we know what we need to do for the Dragon Con report next year, <laughs>
4: exactly. Well, guys, I, I think it just shows the dynamism of the Dragon Con attendees, you know, when they started doing the photo shoots uh, behind the Hilton years ago. Completely, set, fans started. We were not involved at all with scheduling or tracking or sharing the schedule, mm. uh, and they grew that year after year after year. And I, I, I see this this ribbon thing as as just part of that core grassroots. We're here to to
2: have fun, kind of thinking. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, And, um, you know, I mean, I think you said it at the top, but I think it bears repeating, too, is that um, we have so much respect for all of the volunteers, track directors, everybody involved with the convention, uh, you know, under normal circumstances, sure. But this year, I mean, because they were at reduced capacity as well. And, um, you know, we saw it in some of the track rooms, we saw it in registration, we saw it in some of the other places. And yet, um, you know, everybody was doing everything they could to make sure that it was the best convention weekend ever.
4: I think that's, that's the DragonCon spirit that, that I was talking about the, the, uh, a friend of mine who had come to DragonCon and was hanging out with me for, for a couple of days, um, it's a long time DragonCon attendee, somebody who, you know, kind of belongs to that unofficial DragonCon group and hangs out with long term DragonCon attendees. And uh, her comment was that she had no idea how differently different people experience DragonCon. And, uh, <laughs> you know, for years, I've been saying there's 42,000 different DragonCons happening
2: every At year. Least, yes. Everybody has their own unique experience at DragonCon, which is just amazing. Um, uh, Anything else as far as um, this year goes in terms of uh, numbers or any news?
4: Well, um, I I think the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, For next year, we're going to take the approach of making sure we make our decisions with as much information as, as we have. Mm-hmm. I know there's some criticism about our timing, but um, this year absolutely proved that letting people know that we were, we were going to do everything we can to keep people safe, but having to change what that definition is with the, with the advent of the Delta variant proved that, if we had gone and made brash statements earlier in the summer that we just would have had to constantly be recycling and, and updating and uh, we took the, took the course. And, and again, really important. I talk about trying con. I don't get to make any of those decisions. Sometimes I give my input, but, my, uh, but that goes as, as strongly as any, anybody out there. But, um, but I, I think, requiring the vaccines requiring the test if you don't have a vaccine uh, and ended up proving because there is absolutely no statistics out there that we were not just it's not just we avoided being a super spreader but we were not a strong spreader in fact um, I I have a family member who came to Atlanta did not come to Dragon Con and returned to the Northeast with COVID, mm. so our procedures, our processes, um, kept as many people safe as possible, and it was a large, large number of people who were safe, and a very small number of people who who have to deal with COVID being positive. So, if you've gone to DragonCon and haven't gotten a test, don't hesitate to get one. There, it's easy now. They they go much less deep into your nose.
2: for the rapid test i had (laughs) they just uh they just pricked my finger so um did they really wow so so yeah um that's so yeah it was more more, you know and since i'm diabetic it's like that was you know par for the course for me (laughs) exactly so so it's just that easy Well, any other news about next year? Uh, I mean, I know the dates are already out there. Uh, The hotels look like they're already booked um, for the most part. I think the the, almost the legacy ones are, I guess they're just trying to straighten out exactly what rooms they might, blocks of rooms they might have available. But um, I think the Westin goes on sale on the 29th. Um, But uh, apart from that, is there anything else that we should You know, be aware of looking forward to DragonCon 2022.
4: Well, remember, the prices do go up on a regular basis all the time uh, throughout the year. So the earlier you get your badge, the better. Um, If you are members of media in good standing, you do not have to worry about that. We do provide badges. Or if you're guests, some of you on this very podcast may be DragonCon guests on a regular basis. So uh, but for other folks, get your badge early. Uh, you know, it, it's it's an investment. It pays off. And uh, secondly, remember that while the host hotels are the host hotels and that's where all the panache and sparkle and disco lights are for the most part. <laughs> we have so many amazing partner hotels within a block or two of the convention that are also really wonderful to use. And, um, and, and here's a personal plea: We don't know who our charity is for next year, but if you're a young man, young woman, middle-aged man or middle-aged woman, who's got some free time on your hands, Go to Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Atlanta. We've already raised a lot of money. But one of the things I'd like to see is a lot more Dragon Con volunteers helping out the Littles. Um, Mm -hmm. I've done it. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, Getting a call from my little 10 years later, having him tell me that I made an impact on his life. Because he's working in a comedy club. So obviously that was my impact. But he also had some work (laughs) ethics. and some self-esteem, and and he was really grateful. Um, it's a good feeling, and I've talked to people who had been littles as children, and it was instrumental. So especially those in Fulton and DeKalb County or South Cobb, um, you know, unfortunately right now there's not a lot in my area because I moved out to the boondocks, but but there's such a need in, in inside Atlanta and, and south of the city, so consider doing that. And also www.dragoncon.org. Pay attention to the updates as they come out. Follow us on social media uh, and follow at DragonCon, not at DragonCon Media, because that's just me. And most of what I post is just what DragonCon already posted and a bunch of annoying updates for reporters.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, specifically to your point, um, the membership, uh, the cost of the membership just went up, I think today, um, but it's still really cheap. It's $100 for uh, the entire weekend. So that is an amazing bargain. I mean, that's what, $25 a day, if that? So For
1: tons of entertainment. It's pretty. Exactly. It's so it's, much uh, entertainment, more than you could do in one
2: day. It's an insane, oh. insanely affordable price. Oh
4: my gosh. One day at DragonCon is more than you can do in four days. I mean, <laughs> no, you just com- have. You're completely to. right, Dan. <laughs> I I look um, the number of friends that I did not connect with this year um, is, is is so far exceeds the number of friends I was actually able to see, uh, and that's just one year with half the number of people, and and because there's so much going on, it's not just because. You know, of my job because, you know, my job is actually pretty liberating after the parade's over, but, but it's just, you know, going to go going to walk of fame to see, you know, people like Sammy Inoway Hart, um, who's a, you know, I consider a personal friend. We, we've we talked many, many times having nothing to do with conventions, um, but I was not able to, to bump into her and, uh, and, and then, uh, I I, I want to, you know, here's an appeal I got for you guys. As, as okay. this season uh, of and not just you, but the listeners, as this season starts to end, you know, track directors need volunteers to be on panels. Everybody comes up to me and says, how do I get on a panel? And I say, talk to the track directors and. Now is a good time to establish those relationships with the track directors because they have less to do than they do have in August and come up with your ideas on panels that you want to see within that track and, uh, build a rapport. I had a good friend of mine. Um, she asked me exactly that question. I sent her to the track director and she ended up on four panels this year. Mm. So, um, you know, a fantastic contribution to the show because, yeah, it's cool to be in front of a mic and talking your stuff that you normally, you know, have to sit on your sofa with your best friends and talk about. But it's also giving back to the community. So that's probably my biggest way to end Dragon Con 2021 is to let people know they can get involved next year without having to volunteer. Right. So Volunteering is really
2: good. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Um, any other questions for Dan while we have him here until, because we won't see him again until next year.
3: He, he's like the Dragon so- Con Mariah Carey.
4: <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say right now, that is that is not anything I consider myself like. <laughs> you don't come out and sing the Dragon Con but, theme song. You know, every the year. other thing about. about- <laughs> The other thing is between now and Dragon Con, I'm going to still be going to other conventions here in town, excited about Monster Home. And this is not as a volunteer. This is as a paid ticket holder. Uh, I'm not showing them for, for anything. And this has nothing to do with Dragon Con. But, uh, you know, we got Jordan Con coming up. We got Steampunk Expo. Atlanta is a convention city. and And there's so many conventions out there. I, I recommend look into some and, and come visit because I expect Mike and Mike. I, uh, I'm pretty sure I'll see you at Rama. That's a pretty good guess. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure There's like a good well, guarantee I,
2: on that. I, I, yeah. I am the track director for SpyCon, so you definitely there will you see go. me there. I, <laughs> so, <laughs> which is so my, first time doing a, anything, my first time but, doing track director things. So that's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out.
4: Yeah, no, it's fine. And, and and what's great about it is it's a manageable, fun show. It's not. It's it's not. I mean, DragonCon is fun, and we do manage it. But <laughs> gosh, um, it's a different size. And and I have volunteered for Monsterama, and I believe in it. And I uh, I'll say that I have applied to be a track director for another convention. Ooh. Never thought that would happen. Wow! But, wow. Um, Goodness. Yeah, no, I, I always swore I would never do track
2: direction because it requires what I consider
4: work. Work?
2: <laughs> it's not, a, yes, I'm, I am yeah. finding that out. So, uh, well, very cool. Well, well, we look forward to seeing you personally in a few weeks at Monsterama. Um, and of course, talking to you next year all about Dragon Con. So thank you so much for your time, not just uh, this week, but for the entire year and everything that you you do, man.
4: Well, thank you, Mike's Darren and, and Jen, especially because you are one of the people I was lucky enough to see in at DragonCon.
2: So thank you. Yes, it was nice. Uh, nice to have that uh, first meeting.
1: It's so, always nice, Dan, to see you. And thank you for everything you do with the con. It's always wonderful.
2: Yeah,
4: and and uh, Faber. Now that my my calendar's a little bit more open because DragonCon's finished. Um, let's, let's grab a meal now that we're neighbors.
1: I would love it. My friend totally. Would okay. Love it.
4: We'll talk to you offline. Yep. Bye everybody. Bye Dan. Bye.
2: Take care. Whew, that guy, that guy had to work this year.
1: Yes, he did.
2: He had <laughs> they so many all did.
1: Things that he was like spinning the plates with. It was just amazing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, everybody associated with Dragon Con, but everything, you know, in the news was I mean, I think Dragon Con made the news quite a bit. Uh and I think in a good way. I didn't see any uh, negative reports. Um but um, you know, the the uh the fact that it was happening and, you know, the requirements and and all of that going in um i saw more coverage of Dragon con this year in other states. I mean, people were telling me that you know well, I'm seeing an article about Dragon con here, and i don't it's not even relevant to my state so, so uh that's uh very um you know that means that Dan's getting the word out there and he's working mm-hmm. so um well, we've heard from Dan as far as the official numbers and and everything like that. But I am really curious to hear about all of you and your Dragon Con experience. Uh, Jen, I was lucky enough to see you on day one. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I saw you for the rest of the con, except well, in, in your,
0: photos. Well, you're day one. Yeah, exactly.
2: That
1: was like day five for her or something. <laughs> no, it was, like that was day
0: two. Well, 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 I saw all of you that day. Uh,
2: yep. And then I yes.
0: randomly... Which is a first,
2: yeah. by the way. You Talk about first! Mm-hmm. It was the first time I think all four of the all four hosts of the Dragon Con report have been together and actually yes. had a photo taken. So uh, that's that. We we actually made and then the history I, that way. I uh,
0: <laughs> also a few days later yelled at Dar- uh, Darren across from the table at, yeah. uh, <laughs> at the, the metro because <laughs> I I sat down <laughs> and looked up and there he was and I think I yelled much louder than I should have. Uh, no one
3: could hear you over the music. It was fine. <laughs> I mean, I think, was, was that the last so day of the I
0: think call? it was. was I think Monday? it was uh, Sunday night. And yeah.
3: Yeah. Because we were, uh, my friend and I, we were going to go get something to eat and everything in the mall had closed down. We're like, oh, crap. Yeah. So we walked back to the Hyatt bar and sat there for 25 minutes waiting to be served and then we walked over to the metro cuz it's 24 hours and we got food in like 15 minutes. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, see, yeah, we had eaten there Friday night because the kitchen at the red phone booth closed early. Mm. And and then Sunday night we were like, well, it's too late for the red phone booth again. I was like, "You know what? Screw it. I want breakfast for dinner again. Let's go back to the metro
3: yeah. and we, I had french toast. Yeah. The, I think and sausage that's what I have. I'm like, oh, I want breakfast now. So,
0: so I had pancakes one night and then an omelet mm-hmm. the next. And yeah, and then after that, we went. We finally made it to the game room on the final night. So,
2: Oh, wow. I want to hear how that went. Um, but uh, first, I guess we'll start with where everybody starts usually at Dragon Con, when you pick up your badge at registration. I heard... I heard some not great things about that experience. Over Um, a
1: three-hour wait on
2: Thursday. Two
0: two hours for me and my group.
2: Two and a half for me. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It was it was uh, awful this year. It was, it year. was,
0: it was, it was 2010, is what it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was it was say, actually a flashback uh, all the uh, way back
3: uh, to 2010. I, in every I was going to say,
2: yeah. I, I was going to say, Dan mentioned that I like, do it was like 2013 in terms of uh, you know attendance, but I was like, you know, as far as registration lines, I think it was about uh, ten yeah. years ago yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because I can remember before I was a guest there, uh, I can remember waiting. A yeah, long I, wait, time. I waited At five hours
0: bags. in 2010 on Friday afternoon. Yeah. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I was having flashbacks though. So thankfully flashbacks. we got most of that five hours back then was outside in the direct sun. So we were only in the direct, we were only yeah, outside about 45 minutes this time. And then we got moved into the ballroom with no airflow. So I don't know really which mm-hmm. was better. <laughs>
3: <coughs> <laughs> what What scared me. Okay. So the line started, you know, way up the street and I had toddled my way down to the Sheraton thinking oh well the the line will just wrap around the hotel oh no it was up two blocks to Peachtree Street Yeah. and when I got into it I'm like holy crap this is going to take forever so I'm only going to do this once let's do it this one time we get down there and you know you're expecting when you go into the hotel that there would be some social distancing that did not exist in the uh, disney world line they put us in to pick up our badges and
0: we were in that room for an hour well, it was so hot in that room like yeah. you couldn't everyone like some people brought you know portable fans but we started fanning ourselves with like our paperwork mm-hmm. and we're looking around and it's like you know i know it's not good to use a fan but my god like a lot of us are about to pass out you know yeah. like we're keeping our masks on you don't want
3: to but you don't want to drink water out there because you don't want to pee and have to get out of line to yeah. go to the bathroom well, but, because you're not doing that again. Or, you know, you if know. you have
0: people in front of you who waited two hours and then got to the front and thought they were in the line to get a test yeah, and then had to go start all yeah. over. Well, I've,
3: the one big complaint I have about the registration line is they should have been checking for the vaccinations at the door to the hotel, not inside the, the Disney World room because what happened is uh, friends of mine were um, in front of a group that basically said, oh, I didn't know we had to have proof with us. Question mark, question mark, question mark. And then a guy brought up their website on his phone and said, you don't say we have to have proof here. And it's it's like, guys, guys, (laughs) stop trying to be stupid. Go away and get a test and come back if it's negative. If it's not negative, go away so Don't i mean bother coming. i just that kind of bs and i hate that the volunteers had to deal with oh it. Yeah. yeah well and I, mean- I, I my heart goes out to them this year because that was a heavy lift to tell people uh no after waiting in a two and a half hour line in person <laughs> but i think these people knew what they were doing they weren't they weren't dumb of the rules they were trying to game a system yeah in my opinion,
0: well, and I know full well, like the way Thursday was so bad, it was just they didn't have enough volunteers in there. I know towards yeah. the end of the day right. they started redirecting volunteers over there, and that made it go faster. Volunteers. And then, yep. you know, the rest of the days, I heard it, you know, twenty it was minutes a smaller room, yeah. right? Oh, there was it two was rooms. Room. There was two rooms.
3: Well, yeah, there were there were two rooms, yeah. but they were still, if you added them together, it was still smaller than the regular big registration room like that we're used to over the past couple of years. Yeah. And usually there's like 35, 40 people in that room running badges but instead of having two at every table, it was one person at every table.
0: Well, I think when I got I in there, there, there was only wow. five people total. Wow. Because they they hadn't yet been able to get more people in there to help because we were there pretty mm-hmm. early in the morning. And I, and and I and felt bad for them because wow. it's like yeah. I know that there was probably I mean that many people there has to be. I'm sure people walked up there grumpy after waiting that long.
3: Oh, you know they did. I was one of them. Oh, of course.
1: Like yeah. without a I, doubt. I walked up
0: <laughs> and <laughs> I like shocked. I could tell the one volunteer we got was was already starting to you know had it with people.
3: Oh, yeah, so I did,
0: like <laughs> I was quick. I already had all my paperwork ready, all the IDs ready, all the barcodes ready. I, we were mm-hmm. even picking them up for two other people who weren't getting into town till two days later. You know, I had everything ready oh, to wow. go and was very pleasant, thanked her profusely, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. got out of her way. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: Meanwhile,
3: I was I was behind a guy who just kept asking inane first time Dragon con questions to the registration guy. I'm like, this is not the place for this. The information booth is in each hotel. (laughs) Ask them. I need my badge because I had seen (laughs) people go past me with their badges. It could have been 10 minutes while I was standing there waiting behind this guy who was just like, so where is there to eat around here? I'm like
2: you're kidding. Christ, <laughs> what? And
3: I just choke you out now. I'm a Rogan D and D. You're in the perfect position for a backstab, sir. That's five times damage. Do you understand me? Five times. You're going down, buddy. So I was just like, uh, mm. and of course the, the the volunteer was very helpful to him and all this jazz. But I'm like, open up. Google Maps, dude. What? Food is near me, Siri. Well, whatever. Or, you know. you
0: know, get on Facebook and wow. type in food at DragonCon. You'll find the DragonCon foodies group. You will.
1: <laughs> or go to the newbies group. There's tons of like, I was and tons.
3: sitting behind here. Let me type that into Google for you. Click.
2: <laughs>
3: I was salty. But after a two and a half hour wait for my badge with no water, uh, yeah, very salty, very salty dragon con. Or also, you know, moment. you
0: can literally walk out the door and there's seven food trucks
3: right Thank there, you. right there. <laughs> the prices were wow. a little jacked, but they were right there. So,
0: so all the prices so,
1: were jacked pretty much everywhere.
2: I know, though. I know. It is, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um. All right. So, so, <laughs> yes. The registration How's that for a positive start. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. You know, absolutely. I knew. You know, I knew that that was something that we had to address because uh, I'd heard um, nightmare stories, uh, much like you guys's. Um, throughout, you know, I did hear that most of that went away by, you know, Saturday, um, <laughs> or, um, you know, <laughs> I think the f- or you know, so I think they were just overwhelmed and on probably Thursday not enough volunteers to say, handle the crowd, honestly. And and yeah. And, and yeah, they did have an extreme shortage of uh, volunteers and staffers throughout the whole place. I think I only heard of one track room that said we have all our volunteers that show up uh, that showed up. Every other track room had had uh, people mm-hmm. missing. So. Um, so. All right. So outside of registration, um, let's let's hear about um, like, you know, how did this, how was this year different? Darren?
3: Uh, for me, it was very different. I uh, stayed in the room a lot because that was my level of comfortability with everything going on. Um, I've got asthma. Um, so I didn't want to, uh, you know, getting, getting an upper respiratory infection is probably not good for people with asthma. So I'm trying, I was trying my best to stay away from people as much as possible. So except for leaving to do a panel and uh, grabbing food. I went to the dealer's room twice, I think, and cruised through the gaming room once, and that was my con. It was mostly Dragon Con TV for me, just remote. Mm -hmm. But that was exactly what I figured I would do. It wasn't like that was a disappointment. That was what my expectations were, right? So, And I did go to one um, dance party. Uh, I went to Spectrum, and it was fun. Um, I think when I got there, and I didn't have the overwhelming mask experience that dan had i i was in the hyatt and there were people at the hyatt working there without masks on oh yeah and i was uh, at that point i'm like okay so this is going to be everyone's doing whatever they want to do and unfortunately i did see dragon con attendees not wearing their masks properly or at all at many times when i was out and i was only out a couple of times and i'm not talking about sitting down eating at the food court i'm talking about walking from here to there you know that kind of thing and that made me kind of sad um, that things could get um, off the hook and it could be a super spreader. I'm glad it's not. Certainly, that was not my uh wish for anything, but it made me very happy that we did come under you know, super spreader, you know, a non event. But it made me uncomfortable as an attendee to see people non compliant, especially people who Dragon Con has no say over what they do, so you know, they can't tell the hotel staff what to do, that's up to the hotel staff. It was disappointing to me to see the hotel staff not be told, you must wear a mask for the safety of our guests. That concerned me.
2: Yeah, that, that's a big surprise. I, I, didn't, I didn't personally see that. I, I bet um, it varied I by hotel. Um, um, wherever I went, I, the only hotel that I didn't set foot in at all was the Sheridan. Uh, not because I have anything against Sheridan, Mm -hmm. just because it just didn't, wasn't on my agenda. (laughs) You don't have to
3: go to registration, Um, sir.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Um, um, but, um, all the other, um, you know, certainly where I was staying at the West End and all the other places that I saw, like I, I did, uh, you know, and I went through, um, the habit trails a few times, uh, for different things. And I didn't know if I was going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I was there, I felt comfortable enough to do that um, because most of the people that I saw were, I mean, the social distancing thing probably wasn't happening like six feet or whatever, but I, the masks were there um, and everybody seemed to be pretty cool with it that I saw. anyway. Mm-hmm.
3: I would say a lot of the conscientious dragon Connors were doing their best to stay as compliant as possible with the policy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to paint this as, yeah, everybody was wearing their masks wrong. It wasn't. It was just enough people to right. make me go, ooh. You know, It wasn't like yeah. – it was yeah. just a little anxiety-inducing for me. Um, so I, my thing is always, it was it worth the money to go? And, yeah, it still was for me, even though I spent okay, the majority good. of my time in my hotel room. Um, I think it was about setting expectations for what I was willing to do. And what I wanted to do, I met up with friends um, as I could. I didn't meet everybody of course because Dragon cons just like that. Um, <sighs> but it was a good weekend and it was an excellent escape from the condo that I've been in for an hour uh, a year and a half you know with no real escape except for the grocery store and seeing the pizza delivery guy once every two weeks you know so I, I think it was a good con you know all things considered I think Dragon Con did the best job they could under the circumstances.
2: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, Jen, what about
0: you? Uh, <clears throat> my God was uh, completely different for different reasons. <laughs> okay. uh, but I have learned my lesson. I'm never staying offside again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I only stayed by the aquarium, which is only a mile away. But it makes I a spent difference. So <laughs> much time and Ubers. So like, in the evening, we would walk back because it was downhill. But I wasn't, you know, I wasn't walking there during the day in costume. Uh, but like, I'm, I'm moving to the Sheridan next year. I like, I'm, I've already booked it. It's already paid for. And <laughs> I find I want that pool. I want this famous pool everybody talks about. Because besides registration, I went to the Sheridan once in 2011 trying to find a panel, and I couldn't figure out how to get to it. And so I left after 10 minutes and I've never really done anything at the Sheridan again. So I look Mm -hmm. forward to being back in a host hotel this next year, but a lot of my time was spending Ubers and, uh, there there was no being able to go back and quickly change into a costume. Mm -hmm. So I didn't make it into all the costumes I brought. I did not make one panel, no official photo shoots, I ran wow. through the walk of fame for maybe five minutes just to see who was there, but never made it back to get any autographs. I didn't do any prom photos. Uh, I
2: did see, and you didn't have some pictures, uh, some really nice ones that, uh, Brian took.
0: Well, yeah, I did. I said, Brian's booth every year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And I didn't even get every costume. I wore photographs by him because it was just, although thankfully his lines were not as long as they were in previous years, mm-hmm. but, uh, like I think, out of the whole week, I spent the, most of the time in the vendor hall because uh, I just seemed to get there at the right time where there wasn't a line and there wasn't it wasn't really crowded, so I could actually see everything. <laughs> I was able to go meet Chris Claremont, so that's the nice. one celebrity interaction I had. Mm-hmm. I got to I chat for him with him for about yep. for about ten minutes. I got Marcellus's autograph. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, went to the aquarium. Party as a VIP, VIP mm-hmm. is totally worth it. I will definitely do that again. <laughs> it was amazing. They had a they renovated the ballroom, mm-hmm. uh, so it's this huge room, private views of some of the tanks. Uh, there was ten bars set up in there, Woo! and that a girl, four different food stations, like wow. and we did. we but go out and look at an exhibit and be like, okay, let's go back in okay. Because the, Did the-, the DJ they booked for that party mm-hmm. in the VIP room was amazing. It was the best mix of like 80s, but then like current sing-along party music at any party I've ever been to. And it really it reminded me of the way the karaoke used to be at the Hilton when they still had it in the lobby. Mm-hmm. Or in the basement, where like a popular song came on. Well, no matter what, just anybody who sang, the whole crowd sang along and turned it into a party. And that's what the VIP party felt like at the aquarium.
3: Were they serving Uh, any seafood at the aquarium? Out of curiosity,
0: they were not actually, but it was really (laughs)
3: that would be macabre. I think
0: (laughs) it really was a good spread, though. They they had you know meatballs with marinara Mm. and cheese, the best sweet potato tots I've ever had in my life. It tasted like somebody turned. Thanksgiving baked p- sweet potato pie into little bite-sized morsels. Uh, so I was very impressed. It was just, it was really enjoyable sweet. that uh, I actually made it to Trader Vic's twice, which has never happened. So that was different. That's
1: pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, half the people, you know,
1: did, right? So.
2: We, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, you know, we did our annual dinner there on Wednesday, but then we went back Thursday for a drunken dragons party yeah. Sven, and he had gotten them to give him the patio. Uh, got to run into Crispy there Uh, and uh, it was a good little turnout there. And then I get like, I have a mask on all the time inside, but you know, when we were outside, if I was around like my core group or the people I knew had been taking everything seriously with vaccinations Mm -hmm. and, you know, not doing crazy stuff before con, then I felt comfortable taking off my mask. We spent a lot of time on the Hilton patio uh, in the smoking area away from people, but I would like, put a mask on to go through the crowd and videotape like all the dancing dinosaurs. Uh,
1: <laughs> it never gets old for me. And then I the, love the, the dancing dinosaurs.
0: Yeah. The the cigar party that the Dragon Con cigar group puts on at the red phone booth, they ended up limiting uh, the amount of attendees as well to, you know, help with the capacity. And it's the first time that I've gone to there and just not felt this crush of people. But also not felt like, oh, my God, the cigar smoke is killing me. yeah uh, mm. And it was the first time I got to try their food. Their food is amazing. Mm-hmm.
3: It is. Great
0: burrata cheese. And then these little stuffed uh, red peppers that had a different type of cheese. Uh, we had a great waitress. Everybody was. I ended up meeting people in there that I'm Facebook friends with. But we had no idea that it was each other in person mm-hmm. until the next day when we were posting pictures, and it was like, oh, right. oh my God. I, yeah, and costumes, too. Masks oh, with right, the costumes. Right. Uh, I mean, we had the masks off when people were smoking cigars and stuff, but it's like, oh, sure. I had a conversation with a lady. I've been Facebook friends with her for two years, and neither of us realized that we were friends until the next day. <laughs> we were like, oh, my God.
1: I we clicked. We really, really clicked. It was <laughs> awesome. So. <laughs>
0: But, you know, yeah, besides the traveling back and forth, uh it was a low-key con. I I felt safer there than the grocery store.
3: Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that, yeah. Uh,
0: mm. um, and we even took a, a Sunday during the day. We ended up taking an Uber to Little Five Points and just spent, like, four hours out there. It's the first time we've ever really taken a break from con during con to go. Yeah, I you know. know. Well, Little Five is kind of like a con into too.
3: itself, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean... We do go there every year, but usually it's like after Con. Mm-hmm. Um, But this is the first time like we got to take our friends that go with us to DragonCon and take them down to Little Five Points with us, and
1: uh, it's always fun. But together. I guess
0: uh, like by two o'clock it was a madhouse there because the Pride celebration was. Oh happening. yeah, Gay Black like Pride. <laughs> and we did Yeah, we didn't know what time it started, so like. We got there, and it was dead, and then, like, two hours oomps, later, oomps, there's traffic jams, oomps, 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 oomps. and it's a 30-minute wait for an Uber, and we're like, what, what, what has happened? happened? What has
3: happened? <laughs> I could have warned you. My people were coming, Jen. My people were coming.
0: Well, and then <laughs> we get back to our hotel, and there's, like, been a shooting right by it, also oh. part of Pride, and we're mm-hmm. like, what? Happened? We had to get out of the Uber and walk the next, like, half a mile to our hotel, because Every street was blocked off wow. right there by the, um, the Atlanta breakfast club.
3: Oh yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, yeah. So that was, that was a wild Sunday afternoon. Mike, yeah. what about it's, you? It,
2: what, was what, what, how was your, how was your weekend?
1: Um, pretty much fairly similar to everybody else's, you know, usually dragon con for me is being up till two or three in the morning, every night. And, you know, partying or going to hang out with friends or going hanging out in the the Marriott and taking pictures of costumes and just meeting new folks and, you know, just having a great time. And this year was very, very low key. I think think the latest I got to my hotel room this year was midnight was the latest. And that was Sunday night. And that's because we went out to dinner. With some friends, you know, we went off campus, as I like to say. So it was pretty awesome. Actually, two nights at Dragon Con, I was off campus because Thursday night, um, I didn't check into my hotel until 1130 at night because of Judy and personal stuff going on. And then we basically went to panels on Friday. And then Friday evening, we had tickets to go see Hamilton. So mm-hmm. we ended up doing that on Friday, and then Saturday was all con all the di- all the day. All our meals were completely in you know the room and everything. Except for dinners, where we actually did go to restaurants and such. I think what Saturday night, I think we went to uh, Metro Diner for dinner, mm-hmm. and we it was not packed at all. You know, we were able to sit on one of the terraces, and we were like sitting there by ourselves. None of the other tables were full or anything.
0: But you got there at the right time, then.
1: Yeah, it was like nine, it was like nine thirty, ten o'clock.
3: Yeah, that's that's right before all the drunk people want food, and right after everyone's mm-hmm. done with dinner. Yeah,
1: exactly. And right, so, right before
0: the karaoke gets real oh, loud, real oh, loud,
1: God. and obnoxious. Oh, <laughs> Judy and I were, were were texting to to each other because we couldn't even talk to each other, mm-hmm. and so it was fun. Um, then uh, Sunday more panels and actually made it to the vendor hall on sunday and then basically we went out with some friends and we went to this place called nomas katina it's nomas um, yes nomas mm-hmm. and it is awesome it is very it awesome is.
3: very cool place, and,
1: and it was nice because we were able to sit outside mm-hmm. and we were there till about 11 and we then uh, did you have back a picture con.
3: of margaritas mikey
1: I did. I even had it in a fishbowl cup. Nice.
3: Very nice.
1: (laughs) I wasn't driving, so it was okay.
3: Yeah, go for it.
1: And, you know, my big mistake with the con this year was literally we came down to the con and we were like halfway down 75, and I realized I left all my apple pie at home.
2: Oh.
0: (laughs) And and it was Is that that why I didn't get any pie this year?
1: Yes, dear. I had two bottles (laughs) reserved for you.
3: You can ship them to her, you know.
1: I could. I could put it in bubble wrap. Yeah. it'll
3: be okay. It'd be fine. Put it in plastic exactly. containers. Let's see, Left real nice. Oh yeah.
1: Well, they have like what those those bags that they put wine bottles in mm-hmm. that have like the juice like, boxes. Like, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's a, <laughs> it's a juice box. So yeah, um, but it was it was an amazing con. It was very laid back. Very. very in fact,
3: laid back. you know, speaking of the vendor hall. That is the perfect amount of people in my vendor hall. As yes. I could yeah. walk, I could see things. I didn't feel strapped for time or just passing over a vendor because I couldn't get to their booth. You know, it, it was I only
0: got smacked in the face by one backpack because wow. somebody wasn't paying attention.
3: Just one. That's pretty good for a whole year <laughs> for a whole con. I mean, X and Ultra Sabers were crowded, yeah, like normal. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the con, it was, you could walk, you had room. It was like I, I said, going to that uh panel we had, Mike, for Fargo. I left, right. assuming normal Dragon Con time. So I left an hour prior.
1: To walk, you were there early. I walked
3: from the Hyatt to the Marriott, and I got there in 15 minutes. That includes the wait yeah. for the elevator in the Hyatt, which I was yeah. like, that's going to be 30 minutes easy. I better get going. Um And yeah. I'm like, can we have this um cap again next year, please? Because oh, be wonderful. I am loving forty two thousand people.
0: Yeah, I got an st- elevator in the Marriott up to the twenty seventh floor with only a two minute wait. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And the same going same for going back down and nobody was going up to go down. It was amazing. Because
3: you didn't it have was, to yeah. this year.
1: It was amazing because you remember before we were swearing up and down that I wouldn't do the you know the habit trails and i had no problem doing they, they it they didn't have people crowded. in them it no. was
0: amazing yeah. it was a it was a steady flow nobody bunched up
1: no it was you was even
0: even no one was taking pictures take, oh i saw people taking pictures but yeah I they were actually able to get out of the yeah. way of mm-hmm. other people instead yeah. of blocking yeah. traffic so right
2: yeah, I I was yeah I saw some pictures taken in the Habit Trail and I
0: was like. I mean, um, technically, we like, t- technically we technically kind we of took a, a photo in the habit, habit Trail, but it was. <laughs> but, I mean, it was technically
3: did. right <laughs> before the con really started, so it's okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: you know.
3: So, and it's um, a super
1: secret habit trail. It was, trail. Come it was on. just
3: those school kids in the way, and you push them over the side, Jen, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. you
1: know? Good. She hit him with her phone operator hat. I know, you know right? It's great.
3: It was beautiful. It was.
1: It was awesome. And I thought it was great seeing everybody. It was like like Mike had said earlier, it was the first time the four of us have actually been in the same place at the same time. And so it will it never is.
2: happen again. <laughs> yeah, it might not. Yeah. I mean yeah, well, we just have to I mean this year we made it a point to make sure mm-hmm. it happened.
3: So um, Well, that's what you have to do we, at Dragon Con because if you don't make it a point, it ain't going to
2: happen.
1: Yeah, and exactly. thank you to Nikki Rao Baker for taking Yay, some Nikki. wonderful photos. Woo-hoo.
2: Yeah, I can't and, wait
1: to see them. Oh, you'll see them, and
2: <laughs> I <could> hope so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not a problem. Uh, but yeah, but it was it was great, and it was fun doing. You know, seeing everybody. You know, my big mistake this year, and I'm going to come clean and say it. Um, my very first uh, podcasting panel. What we did. And this was very common on the podcasting track. If everyone uh, agreed to it, who was in the panel was that was sitting on stage, and everyone was vaccinated and everything. We took off our masks to do our panel to talk, and it was the only time I did it at the whole, at the show because I learned my lesson. Because it ended up that one of the folk who was on the panel with me at thir- at Friday at one PM had contracted COVID. Yikes. Even though Yo. he had been vaccinated. So he got um he went to the doctor Tuesday and he tested positive. So all of us on Wednesday pretty much went to go get tested. And thank goodness none of us tested positive. And but it was it was a lesson learned. So maybe
3: he caught it after that panel, but yeah. That's well, kinda of scary. Yeah.
1: It is scary to think mm-hmm. about, but he did other panels with other people through the podcasting track. Mm-hmm. And I'm not yeah. throwing I'm not throwing anyone on the podcasting track underneath the bus or anything. It was a personal choice. Mm-hmm. It wasn't they it wasn't a mandate. It wasn't that, you know, the director or anyone anyone up above. Hell, I'm one of the up-aboves for that that track. But none of us were like You know, hey, you have to you know take your mask off or else. Mm -hmm. No, it was all agreed by everyone, all five of us who were on the panel. And And I
0: think that was common for a lot of the tracks I saw, because I saw that kind of consistently throughout con on some of the broadcasts. Yeah, that you know some some of the people, including the celebrity panels, some of them took the mask off, but they were like sitting pretty far away from each other, and some of them kept it on.
1: Exactly, it's whatever you felt comfortable with, but that's the only ones who did it. Because, like when we did the Fargo panel, we were all talking like this through our mm-hmm. masks. You betcha, you betcha. Exactly, but it was worth it. And you know, you know, silly me for trusting, but you know, you never know. And I let my guard down.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, this is new for everybody. So exactly, you know, and and you kind of hope that it's going to pan out, but, uh, all the panels that I did and they had me on more panels, I think than I've ever had before, which was 10. Um, we all wore masks all the time. And, uh, and that was, yeah, there were some issues there with a couple of people having those thick masks that, you know, made it difficult to understand them at times. Um, but, um, for the most part, I think, you know, everybody was audience members and, uh, and panelists alike were we're doing what they should do and um you know um which is a lot different than you know (laughs) the day after dragon con i had to go to the movies uh because i wanted to see shang chi and that was an experience where i walked in and nobody was wearing masks and i was like um it's because you live in Gwinnett
1: county mike come on this is
2: is that's why i have not seen shang chi yet Yeah. Well, you know, I I I went to sit down, and the, the, my assigned seat was next to somebody else who I didn't know, and he wasn't wearing a mask. And I was like, I'm just going to sit, like, over here, and if someone, you know, has those seats, then we'll deal with it then. But, you know, I was like, dude, I'm wearing a mask, and... <laughs> This is, I'm doing this to protect you because I was just around 42,000 people. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, like the least you could do is, you know, show me the same courtesy. So, um, cause again, masks aren't to protect yourself, they're to protect other people from you. So, um, uh, I, uh, my experience was a lot like you guys. Um, cause I, you know, normal, I've, I've said this many times, but normally there's like three of me at dragon con, right? There's the, there's the person who goes and as the artist alley table and, and is, is peddling my little comics and, and, and trying to sell as many, as much as possible. Uh, there's, uh, the podcaster panelists. So I run around and do the panels usually for ESO or some ESO related, um, uh, Panel or a podcast, um, and then there's the fanboy, right? The fanboy that goes to the Walk of Fame and usually uh, does uh, the celebrity thing if uh, I can, and and goes and shops and and all that sort of thing. The the fanboy this year stayed at home. <laughs> like, um, I think if all i if all I was going to do at Dragon Con was to be a fan, I don't know that I would have gone at all. To be honest with you, because I don't know if I was that comfortable with the experience of that. Um, But because I had the two other responsibilities, uh, it was a no brainer for me to, to go ahead and do that. Um, I probably would have gone anyway. I mean, Dragon Con, even, you know, I mean, I've been going for 27 years and most of that time was as a fan. So um, I, I, that's not going to change. Although I didn't go on the walk of fame at all. I only saw like a couple celebrities in passing, uh, the entire weekend. And uh, I did a little bit of shopping, uh, mostly to some of my fellow indie comic creators that were around me. Um, but that was about it. Um, so, um, but I will say, as a vendor, first and foremost, um, the uh, I was quite, I, no, none of us knew what to expect with the, the partial capacity, uh, reduced capacity. And I didn't know how many people they were going to allow in the vending hall, et cetera, et cetera. I had no idea how sales were gonna be. This was my best selling show in five years.
1: That's awesome. Um, Congrats, dude.
2: Yeah. Um and I wasn't the only one. Um almost all the artists and vendors that I talked to, um, heck, our good friend artist uh um Dimitri, like he like I think I saw like everybody had a came back with a Dimitri painting of some kind. Um She's just so
1: frippin' awesome, that's why.
2: It's true. It's true. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I think this is the first year he's done dragon con and he was only able to get in because a lot of people, you know, canceled. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, so there was a lot of opportunities there, but almost all the vendors that I talked to had a similar experience. And I, I don't know, I think we're still going to try to figure out why that happened. Um, you know, mm. could it be because people had room enough to and were comfortable enough shopping? Um, could it be that people just really wanted to spend money? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, could it be it that awesome. people who, who never got a chance to go to the uh, America's Mart because of the line was too long, they finally got to go and spend some money and shop?
0: I, I don't know. I think it's also a little bit all of that, but also with the crowd being smaller, you didn't feel rushed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I heard a few people say
1: that. I didn't feel like I was being pushed along through the vendor hall. When you
0: go
3: into the vendor hall, it's kind of like a long, arduous game of follow the leader. And and you feel like you can't get out of the line because the line's keeping moving and you don't want to back up people behind you. But you'd like to see what this booth has to offer, but there's no room at the booth. So you pass it by and you never get back to them. So who knows it's a very how,
1: strong undertow, yeah, h- how?
2: Yeah, <laughs> the current is. Oh! How,
1: how
3: many times have I gone past <laughs> a booth and I've never been able to get back to that vendor because they're always busy and there's always people just in a normal year blocking the booth and not moving along. Which yeah, they got in there and I just didn't, and maybe they were going to buy something, maybe I wasn't, or vice versa. And I think that could hurt vendors in the long run.
0: Um, it's the same in the art show too. Yeah. Like. This is I can't remember the artist's name. He's the one who carves the dragons that like look like they're coming out of air vents, mm-hmm. and uh, does a lot of cool stuff. Like this is the first year. A I budgeted right, <laughs> but I was able to buy one of his pieces that I've wanted for years, and but like actually got to walk up and be like, I want this piece, please autograph it. Like you know, because I didn't have to fight people just to be able to see what he had and you know try to get his attention please sir Is put this in, the, in bag for me i has cash yeah <laughs> and that that root the root beer company you know i said somebody got just first yeah, yeah. year. i've been able to make it into their booth oh and I they got were to get so one.
1: good i got it to get so the
0: good. i got the the dragon con logo cup oh, uh, nice. and yeah the, the the cream vanilla
1: oh that awesome. was awesome we, yeah. we mixed that with black cherry. It was like, <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> Y'all
0: having a moment. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I got to get, you know, I was able to see vendors I've never seen before, either because they've been blocked or it was their first time there. Mm-hmm. And I got to shop with people I've never gotten to shop with before. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry I didn't make it by your booth, Gordon, Mike, <laughs> Mike Gordon. Uh, that's okay. Because uh, I, I made a beeline to get up there. One to go to Derek's table because I knew he had a mug there that he didn't have a lot of, and I needed that mug. Oh yeah, uh, uh, uh,
2: Yeah, that's a beautiful mug. I have that.
0: And and uh, and then I need I, I needed to see what Chris Clarmont's schedule was so mm-hmm. that I could you know know when to find him because that was like that was my only priority actually it was the one thing I was like this has to happen mm-hmm. I have to get these autographs for sellers <laughs> so.
2: And, and, and look, um, the, the weird thing about it is, I guess irony is here. Uh, the ironic thing about it is, is that I did, like I said, more panels than I've ever done because I, I agreed to one because I, I knew some track directors needed to help because a lot of panelists had, uh, canceled. So I, I agreed to, to do some panels that I probably wouldn't have in a normal year. And also that I didn't know what to expect sales wise, so I thought, well, if there's going to be a, a year not to be at my table a lot, it's probably going to be this year because it's probably not going to. I don't have anything really new to sell. Uh, the pins I'd ordered arrived on Tuesday afterwards. Of course. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, I didn't really. So I didn't expect um, big sales at all. So I, I wasn't even at my table like a lot um and i still did all right um more than all right so i i it's crazy i you know um i don't understand it as far as a panelist podcaster part of me um, I got to be on tracks that I have not been on before the American uh, sci-fi fantasy media track um, that Kelly does. Uh, we've had her on the show before. Um, she she, you know, I did a virtual panel with her last year and we had so much fun that I got to do an in-person panel um, with her track this year. And that was great. I think that might be an annual thing now. Um, but I will say that uh, there was a first uh for me that I I I don't I don't think this has ever happened, certainly to me and I've never heard of it happening to anybody else. But um on Sunday, um I had uh, a panel at the Marriott. That was the Fargo panel that you mentioned, uh Darren. Mm-hmm. Uh which was a lot of fun. Hey. 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 Um, hey. Hey. <laughs> it's your buddy there in the Chippa, huh? <laughs> exactly. Um don't you know? And uh um, and so I that ended at 3.30. I had a panel in back in the America Smart uh comic area at four. So I, you know, I had to hurry over there. Um, and not really hurry, hurry because you know it's not like a normal year where it takes an hour, but yet, um, by the time I got to the uh, America Smart, it was 10 till four. Um, and uh, they stopped me at the door and they stopped the entire line at the oh. door. And, uh, I showed my vendor badge and I said, I, yeah, I'm here, you know, guest vendor, whatever. Um, that works for the, the, um, uh, volunteers that does not work for the firemen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when the fire marshal says no, uh, yeah, that, um, I didn't mind it so much cause right in front of the door is, uh, they blast cold air. Um, so it was really nice right there at the door and he really only had me wait a minute and then he let me in. He didn't let the rest of the line in, but he let me in because, uh, uh cause I told him I had a panel in 10 minutes. Um, and so I did hear that like, yeah, they did stop people from going in on Sunday. Um, but I went up to my panel room at, uh, and, and I got there, and it was completely empty. And uh, then the other panelists started to shuffle in, and it was 4 o'clock, and nobody showed up in the audience. <laughs> nobody. Huh? Um, and the building was and-
4: full.
2: <laughs> the, bu- the building was full. The panel room next to us had people. Um, one person came in, and we all decided that... Um, You know, it made more sense for all of us to, to go, uh, to our tables and make some money. Um, and instead, and if, you know, the guy who showed up, um, you know, we said, if you want to talk to us, you can just talk to us at our table. Um, uh, and he, he was fine with it. He was fine with it. I don't know if he, I think he just wandered in, um, and it was not like a subject matter that was like horrible or anything. It was about, um, working with licensed properties and, um, the guy who's, uh, done a lot of Buffy comics, G.I. Joe comics, uh, a panelist who does G.I. Joe comics. Like there was some names on that panel. I was basically moderating. So I wasn't like the star by any means, but, um, Uh, I just, we were all scratching our heads because I've never seen that happen before. Uh, Usually even at the, the, some of the panels that I thought, Oh, this isn't going to get anybody. um, We've had at least a dozen
0: people there. So um, that was crazy. So. I heard that I didn't make it to one panel, (laughs) but I heard from a lot of people that a lot of panels and they have in the past, but more so this year because of reduced capacity, people were getting turned away because rooms were filling up even, you know, small fan panels. Yeah.
2: They had, um, they had a a dragon con had a a, a policy in place that there was no standing room. Mm -hmm. So if you're the panel room filled up with seats, um, you couldn't just stand there and watch. Um, They, um, that was, that I experienced my, on Thursday, the first day my first panel, which was 10 o'clock in uh, Joe and Gary's room at the American sci-fi classics room. Uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to be on their first panel of the year and it was, I was, I was shocked. It was packed. Any, any sort of misconceptions that I knew thought about, Oh, it's going to be like a half capacity or there's not going to be a lot of people here or whatever. That room was packed it was uh, it was packed in to the to the extent it 's like you know, please raise your hand if there 's a seat open next to you like that kind of pack like wow. um, and and yeah, they filled up every seat in there and uh, um, it was fun. it was a fun panel. It was on uh, celebrating uh, thirty five years of the movie labyrinth. And uh, there was a lot of people and and I don't know if it was just I don't think it was just a subject matter. I think especially with the American sci fi classics track, um, those people just want to be there and experience Dragon Con. And they were ready to do so. And that Thursday um, heading over there at the Marriott, I I went to the Pulse Bar uh, or I crossed over in the Pulse Bar area for the first time that Thursday. And it was Thursday um and granted it was lighter I mean I could move around but um it was still a lot of people cuz I I was a little overwhelmed because it's more people than I've been around for the past year totally. and a half. That's how I felt too. I'm
3: like <laughs> it is far so, too people-y out here.
2: <laughs> I, so, you know everybody's like oh there's less people there's less people I'm like there's still a lot of people um <laughs>
0: I guess that I guess I was there at the wrong time because like I felt like there was more people at the airport. <laughs> well, well, that because might be the case Wednesday Wednesday night for the welcome home party. Like, yeah, I heard Wednesday night was very on tame. On the whole floor, very,
3: very tame. So
0: we're, we're like, okay, let's just go back to the Hilton. <laughs> let's go back to the DC for over 40 group because there was more people hanging. Well, more people we yeah. knew. You know, everyone we knew was at the Hilton. Uh, and we expected to see more people we knew at the Marriott but yeah there was like we were back at the hotel by 10:30 we didn't even stay for the countdown i have never missed the countdown yeah. and felt the same way thursday night when we ran through after the cigar party it was just like wow is everyone at the bunny party there Hush? were a lot of people at the, at at the, at the bunny party from like
2: uh, well there seeing. yes there always are yeah yeah i mean it's true. you know
1: I saw some great costumes there too for the pictures
2: that well, all yeah, yeah, um, I want to get to that because I do not want to miss out on on costume talk, but I just want to say too, when I was walking through the Marriott pulse Bar on that Thursday night, um, I was overwhelmed because there was a lot of, like again a lot more people than i 'm used to in, in a year and a half, but also I was looking around seeing people in costumes, seeing uh, you know i didn 't see anybody I necessarily knew or any faces I absolutely recognized. But yet I knew I was at Dragon Con and I started to get pretty emotional because I was like'm I can't believe I'm here I can't believe like after two years um, I get to experience Dragon con again and uh, and and that was a feeling that kind of went through the whole I mean it started on Thursday but I mean I kind of felt that way certainly by the end I mean I'm glad that they did it they did it in the best way they could and um, you know. I I, I did a test afterwards and I was negative. So it's to worked out. All right. (laughs) Um, All right. So before we wrap up, let's talk about costumes. I want to hear about your, their favorite costumes. Um, Darren, we'll start with you. What was, uh, what was some of the best cosplay you saw? I mean, I, I
3: I wasn't out and about much, right? So it, Mm -hmm. it was very sparse for me on costume spotting this year, but I was very happy. That uh, the Loki variants that I saw outnumbered the Deadpools.
1: <laughs> oh yeah! So
3: thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that, because that's been a long time coming. Um, I don't think I even saw a Harley Quinn after Suicide Squad wow. came out. I think I'm shocked by that. Um,
2: I saw a few. Yeah, I, didn't I just see. didn't. Yeah, I, did that. I just didn't
3: run into one. That's the luck of the uh, luck of the game. I saw a couple of people who were um, doing a Wandavision, which I expected to see um mm-hmm. Wanda and Agatha and uh that kind of thing. Um but really what I was just glad to see people enjoying just being in the art of cosplay again because you could tell that they had not cosplayed in a while and they everyone who loves cosplay um and goes to Dragon Con every year missed out on doing it last year so they were they were trying to recapture that love of the hobby. And 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 I love that. The costume game
2: was strong. Oh yeah,
3: it's always strong. Like it wasn't
2: like yeah yeah it is, but it wasn't like you could look around and be like, oh man, this is not a lot of people, and the costumes are kind of lame. No, the costumes new.
0: Not well, we had we had we had two years to work (laughs) on (laughs) them. The the costume game was
2: on point this
3: year, and I I just think it it goes to folks who are like, I'm going to spend this time working on an even better costume, you know, and uh, getting motivated to do that since you've got all this free time quote unquote at home alone might as well go to Joanne's Fabrics and uh, get yourself into debt so you know that's uh, I'm sure a lot of people did that but I applaud all the cosplayers every year y'all are amazing bravo next year I'll be back to it
2: I I will have to say too (laughs) that um, um, most of the great uh, costumes that made my list for the weekend I did not see personally Uh, I saw uh, there were pictures of them and I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. But yes, because my time when I didn't have to be somewhere, I was in my room. So if I didn't have to be at my table or if I didn't have to be on a panel, I was in my room. Uh, the wildest thing I did all weekend was Saturday. I ordered room service. Um, yeah, I, so now I, we I know had, who's I, making
1: the big bucks here. I, I
2: had never, I had never ordered room service ever from a hotel before. So it was a new experience for me. Um And for those people wondering the, uh the hamburgers at uh Weston are pretty damn tasty. So well, um good. I can recommend those. Um, so, uh, Jen, what about you? What uh, what amazing costumes did you see?
0: All right. So my number one favorite, which I, I've actually shared in, like, almost every group, and a lot of people missed it but loved it, was there was this group called the Cage Crew. And they made these big printed cardboard faces of all of Nicholas. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> was so
1: awesome. All the pictures.
0: And then they just traveled in a pack. I mean, it was – I saw them coming down the Hyatt into the Marriott mm. Skywalk. And That's it is flipped hilarious. out. And, uh, and it's and, like, no one's around. So it's just me and my group, you know, like, Oh my God, please, let's get a photo. And, uh, and, and I've seen so many people watch I shared the photo who were like, I did not see that. That's amazing. So I was like, Oh, I feel bad that, you know, they didn't get like the same reaction everywhere they went. Um, the, the Totoro, Totoro. guy who comes every year, uh, mm and uh, Mm -hmm. always does costumes for Totoro, did a Loki, and had uh, the uh, TSA guards around him. That was a really good one. Uh, We ran into this awesome gal out at the Hilton patio who did um, Lady Khan from Star Trek Wrath of Khan, and it was spot on. It was beautiful. Uh, She looked so good. It was funny as my husband had his um, Dragon Khan uh, t-shirt on, With uh, Shatner yelling, so I was like, "Okay, come on! I have to get a photo of y'all together." Um, A lady made a Marriott carpet onesie gator costume, so she did Marriott carpet gator Loki, and then carried around a Ah, severed hand. That's like a that's like a Uh,
2: quadruple matchup.
0: Yeah, and then uh, so you know the new cult clothes for cleaning. Arrived And like me and one of my friends did a costume, but these other people got the wacky Mm waving fun arm guys blow up costumes and then made each of them a different cleaning solution like Lysol and 409. And then made a banner that said clothes for cleaning. And I was just like, Oh my God, that's brilliant. Uh, So, so those were my five favorites. Five
2: favorites. Awesome. Mike, did you have any particular favorites?
1: Oh, plenty actually. Um, I saw a couple that just blew me away. There was this one woman uh, who was dressed as both 1950s Wanda and Scarlet Witch. She was like split Ooh. down. Oh. So she was black oh, wow. and white. Nice. And that was really, really well done. And her partner was the two different visions split down the middle. Oh. So that was pretty cool. And so I, I, I gave it a thumbs up. Yeah. Um, I loved seeing Deadpool Loki, which was pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. And it was always good to see, you know, I loved seeing the variants. The variants were just awesome. You know what I did notice, though, this year? There were not many steampunk.
3: Yeah, I, th- steampunk I think dead? I think we've run out of brown fabric in the pandemic is what happened.
0: <laughs> Actually, I think, I think most of them stayed at oh, the Sheridan. Really? Yeah, because I saw a ton of photos and even ran into hmm. a few of them at Trader Vic's. But, the, you know, because that's where the alternate. Yeah, that track makes sense. Yeah. And uh, they had a lot of interesting panels this year. Like they had uh, prohibition panels where you got to taste the cocktails at the panel. And uh, of course, they had the Never Was Jukebox, which used to be the mechanical masquerade. So I think it's just a lot of people just just how you mm-hmm. know like Darren said he stayed in his room and Mike you said right. when you weren't out like, I think it yeah. might have been a matter of just,
1: just,
0: hey we're staying at the Sheridan and this is the so track we just stay follow. out near our home base and that here.
3: makes complete sense it really does yeah.
1: no that yeah. totally makes sense I understand that um, it was really funny what was it uh, it was Sunday night or was that Sunday or yeah it was Sunday night yeah um, we were in the Marriott and the sky was walking around in a Kool-Aid costume and <laughs> it was, and it was awesome. And then he came into the, into the into Kellen's room where we were doing a, a panel and he started waving at everyone and everyone turned and said, Hey, Kool-Aid! <laughs> and he, so he had a microphone in there and went, Oh, yeah! <laughs> which, which was in a really... first down the wall. Oh, I, it would have uh, been great. It if he had great. a wall to bust through, that would have been amazing. Yes. Um, there were some other c- costumes. There was this couple that I saw. I'm going to actually... Sh- I know you... We can't see it on home, but I'm going to share it with you guys here. Um, it was amazing. She basically, this couple, was um, in the Peachtree Center food court, and they were sharing a milkshake. They were dressed as Steve Rogers and as um, Peggy Carter. Uh, oh! And it was, it was so frippin' cool. Let me know when you guys can see this.
3: Oh, that's just- adorable.
1: And so that one won for me. That one won the the thing for me. It was just really cool to see.
2: That's very cute. That's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Steve finally got his milkshake with uh, Peggy. <laughs> so it was pretty cool.
3: He's busting so up yeah, the was, timeline there. Anyway.
1: I know, but it it was there was just so many costumes. I just was like, I got to get back to my room. Can't yeah. stay here to sit and everything. So
2: that's why, like I said, most of the ones I saw, I only saw online and I, you know, I saw second hand. So, but I did see out of the ones that I, I saw in person. Um, look, I mean, you couldn't throw anything without hitting the variant of exactly. some kind. Oh, I know. Um, and kudos uh, go
1: out though, real quick to our friend John Strangeway. Every year, oh, yeah. him and his friends do different themed, um, costumes and everything. Like two or three years ago, he did Men in. Uh, Robin Hood men in tights. Right. And I, tight, um, tights. This year, yes, this year they actually were what we do in the shadows.
2: Of course, of course. The yes.
1: vampires. And it was just awesome. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it just, it just looked great. And, you know, kudos for everyone who put the time and made these costumes. Jen looked great in her costumes. Totally. And yes, yep, absolutely. So, and it just, it just shows Aww, how thanks. much time everybody puts in. Yeah.
2: um i i like you said i appreciated all the variants but i really appreciated the marriott staff all wearing tva um sort of staff outfit like i thought that was pretty cool um you know they have the whole hotel staff be on board mm-hmm. with and sort of embrace the whole um uh loki you know I mean, I mean, when you think about
3: it, they they probably needed the money from the production coming. (laughs) So let's be thankful for Loki (laughs) because it may keep the Marriott open since there's a season two coming. I'm sure they're going to be in those offices again.
2: I mean, everybody, everybody who is anybody at Dragon Con watched Loki and was like posting about like, oh, my God, it's, you know, and uh, so it it just felt like we were, you know, it felt like home. Mm -hmm. Searching for the
1: statue of Kang somewhere.
2: um, I also uh, this one I did not see in person, but I I saw um, I saw many pictures of this one. But Michael Myers in the bush, (laughs) um, the guy actually had like this huge like what? Four, or five foot bush that he like just peeked out of?
0: He's actually he's super nice. <laughs> I'm too. sure he is. We, like we but it's have, creepy as hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has the whole system built behind that wall. He's got little cubbies to keep his water and snacks, <laughs> A thing to put his mask on when he needs a break. There's all these hidden things back there and a place to hang his machete behind the
2: bush. <laughs> so and, cool. It's so creepy. Like all the pictures that I saw, you know, he's just like you know, just peering out from behind that bush. Hmm. Oh, just like in the movie. Just awesome. Um, and, yeah, that's work, you know, to to bring, like, a whole, like, headquarters with you. Like, <laughs> that's that's not Yeah, easy. it's got to mm-hmm. fit in the um, elevator.
1: <laughs> even fans of the Church of John, actually, you know, oh, had yeah. you know, their time in the sun.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. John was that all happened. over the it's place again this year. God love him. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Um one of the ones I did see in person that I appreciated uh, very much so, and anybody who is familiar with The Good Place will get this. If you do not, if you're not familiar with The Good Place, you probably won't get this, but um, I I saw um, uh, Derek with wind chimes. Oh, nice! Oh, that's Um, awesome. Very (laughs) nice. That's awesome. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, uh, that took me a a second to, like, get it. Like, oh, my God, the the wind chimes were just a perfect touch uh, to that outfit. Um, I want to give a props to, um, uh, Tony Gowell, uh, doing, um, the masquerade, hosting the masquerade in his Ag- black and white Agatha. version of Agatha Hartman. <laughs> like I thought, oh my God, that's just awesome. Awesomely put together. Um, probably the best, um, of the WandaVision outfits that I saw all weekend. Um, I think you took a picture of this one, Jen. This made me laugh. It still makes me laugh. Uh, Dr. Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Yes>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had he had his extended arms, and each one had a sign, Yeah, like a, a full of be and he was a, in his Yeah, I thought, oh my god, that's uh, that's brilliant. That is uh-huh. so cool.
0: Oh, I'm a big fan of pun costumes yes. so, yeah. or, and plays it on took words. It minute. I'm like, what is it?
2: Oh, I love it. Love it. <laughs>
0: and last but not
2: least, um, on our Tiki panel, um, one of our panelists who was on her first panel in person at Dragon Con ever, Nicole, also known as Miss Swizzlestick, she showed up in a Creature uh, from the Black Lagoon cocktail dress which uh, complete with a creature mask and everything. Oh and it just looked gorgeous. It looked gorgeous. She put a lot of work into that. She even had the web fingers. And I mean, it was just amazingly done. So um, so those are the highlights for costumes that I saw. And again, I only saw a few of them in person. Well, next
3: but. year, I want to see a peacemaker with a Starro on his butt. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I want to see next year. Don't let me down, Dragon Con. Okay.
2: Okay, well, um, yeah, starros. Well, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't see more of them. I guess because it, it, yeah, it was yeah, It should have been in time. Maybe. Well, I, don't I know. think I you think it get, you should have
1: gotten a bunch of people, you know, walking around with starros on their faces.
2: I, 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 I saw
0: I saw about five. five yeah, five. I
2: did see. Um, I did see some king sharks. Oh for yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. So uh, of those. some of them yeah. were quite uh, quite in in king shark of, like, I Shark one a that was shark made of, made of cardboard. Which I is saw cool.
0: one. Yeah, I saw one peacemaker. I think I saw two Harleys mm. with the red dress mm. on. So there
2: were some Harleys. It's
0: a there. Harley yes, dress most- and
3: a
2: quinceañera dress.
3: It's amazing. <laughs> it doubles.
2: <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, Mike, as you pointed out, shout out to all the people who were doing costumes again. Because uh, it is one of the highlights, I think, of Dragon Con. And it, the the costume game was strong as ever this year so um that i think is going to wrap up our discussion i think for this year um next year man uh, who knows <laughs> but before we get into talking about you know next year and what our plans are for this podcast um we're going to hear from eso network reporter dan clink so we're going to go with dan and uh after this message To live
1: long they have no use for your song. you're dead you're dead you're dead you're dead and out of this world
2: you'll never get a second chance for the past 12 seasons Mike and Mike have been bringing you a weekly look at all things geek with reviews discussions interviews and topicals from across the geek industry now with geek life slowly returning to normal in 2021. Join the Earth Station One crew as we look at the return of the summer movie season, preview the fall TV lineup, look at all the big conventions now happening, along with other geek topics. You can listen to Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found, and as always, Earth Station One is a founding member of the ESO Network.
0: Welcome to Dr. Geek's Laboratory.
3: Dr. Geek here with another reminder that the ESO Network is pro-science and pro-vaccine. We urge you to be a superhero and protect yourself, your family, and your fellow geeks around the world. Don't be fooled by the forces of evil and their anti-science misinformation campaign. Consult the latest CDC guidelines, your doctor, and get the COVID vaccine today.
2: Welcome back everyone and now we are going to speak with the ESO Networks uh, uh on the ground reporter at the at Dragon Con uh, Dan Clink you might know him from his podcast on the ESO network um Thunder Talk. Dan, welcome to the Dragon Con report, the final one of the year.
5: Well, thank you. Thank you very much Mr. Gordon. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah I guess this would be the last Dragon Con of the year. Good, uh, good, <laughs> good is, yeah. yeah,
2: we, yeah. we need to, we need to recover. So after we need about three months to recover, we'll start back up again in January with the 2022 report. But, um, let's hear how your 2021 DragonCon went. Um, you know, real quick, as far as your expectations, uh, going in, um, what, uh, what were you thinking and, and were they realized?
5: Yes, uh, 100%. I was in- anticipating. Half capacity. They said they were expecting around forty thousand shoes on the ground uh, with the COVID policy that they had in place. Which, which I, I thought that was above and beyond. Tell me if I'm wrong, uh, fellow uh, or Atlanteans, Atlantean, Atlant, Atlant, Atlantis Atlanteans. Anyway, uh, they required a clean, uh, either clean rapid results test or your vaccination card in order to pick up a badge and participate.
2: That's correct. That's uh, correct. In order to pick up a badge, you needed to be either vaccinated or show a negative test result within 72 hours, I think
5: something like that. Right. And that, so, that wasn't either state or local government mandate, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Editor's note, it is a 72 hour. So yes, just letting you know. Bye bye. Okay. Um.
5: Uh, so who so was, right. was masked up more or less. Uh, yeah. half Capacity. Same level of awesomes.
2: Yeah. Um, what, uh, what were your experiences? What, how, what did you do? How did you spend your weekend?
5: Well, uh, I did a, several things, went to some panels, saw some old friends, did a whole lot of dancing. Uh, I got there on Wednesday for the welcome home party. That was cool. Uh, for a moment, we were trying to kind of get in everyone else's conversation and realize, wait a minute, the people I'm there with, I haven't seen in a long time. Why don't we welcome ourselves home? Uh, that was not as large as it's been in past years. Uh, mm-hmm. the line, uh, we had a pretty easy time picking up our badges. We were in line, not quite 30 minutes. We lined up at 10 a.m. though. Uh, if I were to say anything, the diminished level of volunteers yeah. along with some confusion over the vaccination protocol created, you know, a few slowdowns, a mm-hmm. few hiccups, if you will, but otherwise, uh, hung out in the room more than I normally would just to kind of remove myself from the crowd from time to time. Yeah. Um but you know, got to see a lot of old friends up there. Uh reconnected with a lot of people. That was that that's probably my con experience cuz everyone I'm near and dear to was there. Mm-hmm. So, on one hand, it was a scaled-back convention, on the other, it opened up more time to really get into the spirit of Dragon Con, which is uh which is
2: family. Did you? Would you say you? Uh, it was visibly um, uh, noticeable the half capacity.
5: Yes, absolutely. Uh, the panels. A lot of times they were spaced apart. A Few of them got packed. Uh, the the real meet, meet metric, if you will, would be for me between the Hyatt and the Hilton and that whole three hotel corridor. Yes. Mm-hmm. It got it got packed as it gets packed. Friday night, mm-hmm. Saturday night, uh, Mark and I did a panel that we were, we, uh, we miscalculated how long it would take to get down to the track track for. So it certainly felt like every other DragonCon, because that was a <laughs> few hours, Right hours. Um, but otherwise, you could definitely tell that there were fewer people there. Aside from, again, those few hours in the evenings, Friday, Saturday, you weren't squashed and squeezed. Between everybody in a good way, if a friend walked by, you, you still may not notice them, of course. Um, but you could also stop and go to the side and say, "Hi, how are you? What you been up to?" Instead of just being, you know, pulled along with the with the, with the tide, the current. Well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah.
5: It was. It was. You, you could tell. You could tell it was. There. It was spaced out.
2: So you had a full schedule with uh, some panels, and nope. uh, did you get to do any? um sort of shopping or celebrity viewing or anything like that uh
5: myself i was able to go through the walk of fame uh, able to you kind of spot and wave at the discovery cast and, now uh,
2: now how was that because i actually did not i mean we talked about it earlier but um i did not get a chance to go into the walk of fame but uh i understand that uh things were pretty spaced out there
5: Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of room between people, uh, certainly approaching the guests, the celebrities, uh, was staggered and there was,
2: I heard there was like plastic, uh, or some, some, um, separation from, uh, the guests with the people. Is that, is that the case for everybody or not at all? Or
5: from what I could see, which was quick, uh, you couldn't hug them. That's for sure. (laughs) you can, you no matter can how hard
2: you try Dan
5: hey I mean I uh, you know with, with that media badge comes responsibilities to the network in terms of image um, I see I, wow, I turned okay. my badge around when I was walking through there so I but I wasn't ejected this time so <laughs> nice. yeah you, could, you couldn't snuggle up with your favorite celebrity this time but there were um, still you were still kind of able to stand apart uh, masked down earthquake for some people from what I could see uh, it, it still had a it didn't seem stringent, though. None of this seemed forcibly enforced. Uh, most people in most areas respected the, the guideline. Uh, and in the Walk of Fame, there was still, it still had a casual atmosphere to it, functionally <laughs> speaking. So, yeah.
2: Did you make it over to the uh, America's Mart?
5: I personally did not.
2: Okay.
5: Uh, I yeah. was otherwise engaged. But I did have uh, several friends that went. They reported the line seemed daunting as it always does. But again, it was managed as well as it could be given the, uh, scaled back number of volunteers. And they said they got in within 30 minutes
2: mm-hmm.
5: on, uh, on a Sunday mid afternoon.
2: Sunday, I know was the, uh, heaviest day. Uh, yeah. some of the other days, I don't think there was much of a line at all. I know people just mm-hmm. could just walk right on in. So, right. um, but Sunday was a little bit because of the, I think that's where a lot of, uh, one day passes were, oh, uh, sure. were available for Sunday because there were none available for Saturday. So, um, uh, what about the, so, um, did you get to go to the gamer area? Uh,
5: no, but I certainly had friends that reported from there. They had uh-huh. a blast. They had everywhere from the modern, you know, 40k, uh, the, the, the bigger, uh, Current games like that, but they were they were as also showcasing uh, that that renaissance of the eighties, where there they had these products that were blurs between board games and role play games. Mm-hmm. Uh, BattleTech did that. Steve Jackson Games did a lot of that, and they said that those games were fully showcased there, nice. and they were even able to jump in on a few. Um, yeah, I, there was uh, you're supposed to have special registration to play and be a part of all of that. And certainly I think a lot of big players did. Uh, that being said, that casual dealing with it as it comes kind of attitude on the part of the volunteers allowed for people who were just showing up, just walking through mm-hmm. to be able to jump in and, and play some games and get on some, some action that the impression seemed otherwise that they may, may not, would, may, may not have been able to.
2: So now the now the important question here's where we really uh you know uh, f- this is where the real reporting comes in um what were your favorite costumes of the weekend
5: Oh gosh my favorite costumes of the weekend well i'm going to have to say uh the lokis all the variants
2: there were a the lot v- of variants so many <laughs>
5: every every variation of a variant you could think of
2: <laughs> you think yes right
5: i went to the the variants ball i think that was thursday night and there were uh, a lot of a lot of women as, dressed as Loki. Uh, a lot of, a lot a lot of, of horny
2: people, or oh, I'm sorry, was, people with horns. I'm sorry, I, mean, such, I said that such, wrong.
5: Such a horny atmosphere. So <laughs> it was it was lousy with horns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my buddy kind of went as uh, he had the full Loki for president getup on Thursday night, and then Friday night he's he's not used to the southeast, so he was dying the entire time from hum- the humidity. Uh, he began to kind of scale back, take his tie, you know, loosen his tie, take the shirt, uh, the the coat off. By Sunday night, he looked like Myrtle Beach Loki with just a vest, exposed chest. Uh, you know, I'm going to say, yeah, Myrtle Beach Loki. That was that was my favorite. Uh, more zombies than I remember, might because it's last season of Walking Dead. Uh, apparently they had an amazing panel this time around. Um, What else? There were sadly no Cybertronic spree, but there right. were still a lot of Transformers out in the crowd. I'm always looking for them. Mm-hmm. Or should I say they're always making space for themselves <laughs> and, and we must recognize. Uh, there was a sound wave there. Um, uh, there was a, uh, a bumblebee that was on point. There was a jet fire that was there. Um, I didn't get too close in on where the legs connected to the, uh, the, the lower, the, the, pelvis or anything. See how they pulled off that Veritech looking, you know, V pants kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Singing Jetfire. Yeah. So, <laughs> but Myrtle oh. Beach Loki was my favorite for, you know, suspiciously, uh, skewed reasons.
2: So uh panels went off without a hitch, more or less. Um, you know, the uh the the crowds were there, uh even if it was half capacity. Um shopping was good, the costumes were on point. Um what is your, you know, it sounds like for, it sounds like Dragon Con, right? What what was your takeaway from from that weekend?
5: My takeaway was there were fewer panels, you were celebrities. Uh, more time for friends and family, and it balanced out perfectly
1: mm-hmm.
5: that was that was ultimately my my takeaway It was being there with my friends, experiencing the the overwhelmingness of it all
2: <laughs> well um it oh, been... a success a
5: success uh-huh. sorry to, to answer your questions to talking about myself it was a success awesome. absolutely um i 'd say went off as well as any other dragon con has.
2: And, and, uh, we can hear more details on the, your success there, of course, with your own podcast. Um, tell us how we can find out uh, about that and listen to it.
5: Oh, well, there's uh, it's thunder talk. You can find that at thunder talk.org, find it on most podcast platforms. I'm still learning the computer, all of that. Um, but, you do, yeah,
2: you do have that episode. You did release an episode recently that is just about the the Dragon Con, your experience. It's
5: so all about Dragon Con, 100%. That's right. That's right. Uh, and Best Saturday is Our Lives podcast with Mark McCray and I. Uh, in fact, we did a panel in Dragon Con about Star Trek, the animated series. Um, and I'd be remiss not to mention my other uh, co-hosts, uh, Bethanalo Kavika, JT Wheatley, Adam Wedston, uh, Anthony Arbizo. You'll find all of us on on Thunder Talk, as well as Mark McCrae. Also, Best Centers of Alex podcast. Again, find it anywhere, tbsol.com and on the ESO network. Just go to the ESO network, ESO.com, and Keep click it simple. everything, everything on that page.
2: Keep it simple. Well, we will have a link to that uh, DragonCon episode specifically of Thunder Talk so that people can check it out um, and uh, listen to more about you all's experiences. So, but thanks Great for coming are, on and, and sharing with us, man.
5: Oh, hey. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, go, go DragonCon report.
2: Absolutely. And so we draw close to the final episode this is our actually our 10th episode. We did a half episode, I guess, so it's... Our bonus! Time. Bonus, dude! You know, yeah, more yeah, content for your dollar, know. folks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how the numbering works. I, I never was great at math, but this is the last episode, bottom line, of the 2021 DragonCon report. We're all going to recover and recoup and then start back up again in January for 2022. Um, much thanks to Dan Carroll and Dan Klink for joining us and giving us reports this, this episode. And a big shout out of course, as always, to our station crew. Uh, thanks, Jen.
0: Always a Know me. Awesome.
2: Awesome. <laughs> now, uh, in the in between times, uh, where can people find you? And, uh, and, and, and as the uh Dragon Con parties group, is that still, uh, that's still going to continue, of course, right? They're in the off season.
0: We're almost at 3,000 members now.
2: Wow. Wow. I, I finally have a lot of work there, man. You kept a lot of people <laughs> informed mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, it's uh it's a, a great resource.
0: Oh, thank you. I finally have some, uh, I've added two more admins to help me. Um, Ooh, and uh, it's uh, uh Brandon who runs the con crawl on Thursday mm-hmm. and his friend, Dave drinks Guinness. They're, they're two people who are uh, pretty much just as tapped into the, parties, both official and unofficial like me. So they're going to be a great help. Uh, but yeah, that's open all year round. When it's not con time, I let people post their events in their local areas, you know, to f- try and find other people, you know, who live near them, maybe want to go geek out together. Uh, and if you can, of course, always find me and my partner, Celis at the Blurred Nerds podcast. We are on Facebook. We are also a member of the ESO network. <laughs> and uh and then uh, you can you can chat with us there or you can visit us at the Geek Ventures Group on Facebook.
2: Awesome. And Darren, thank you again.
3: You're welcome, sir. I think what everyone needs to understand is that our year goes like this Dragon Con, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Dragon Con. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what happens to this all us. This
2: our, is our tenth year doing this, man.
3: Yep. Happy tenth year! What do you? What do we get for a ten year anniversary? Dragons? <laughs> I think Mike's got a dragon. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah,
2: Mike does have a dragon.
1: Yes, and you might be getting one too. So you never uh, know. Oh, oh, oh my! Ooh, hey now!
2: Mm. All right, hey now! <laughs> and and where can people find you in the off season?
3: Uh, you can find me at legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, dot com, where I talk about uh, DC Comics' Legion of Superheroes, along with other DC Comics. Fun and frivolity, and also on ESO, uh doing the rainbow room and that concentrates on LGBTQ themes in film, TV, and media. We just did uh, uh an episode that'll be up shortly, uh featuring Javi Feisteen in Torch Song Trilogy Darling. That
2: was fun, and it man.
3: was gonna be fabulous.
2: It was. I'm oh, sorry, don't I don't want to get started with that again. is that so wrong
3: that voice is hard to drop
2: once you start it absolutely we'll talk
1: like the rest of the episode like this dolly
2: and of course thank you director favor for which none of this would be possible without you man
1: oh dude i always love doing this show with you guys it makes dragon con even more worth it to go to each year because i get to spend the time talking for what nine months with you guys and it's just, it's awesome. I love every second about it. We're going to be starting our 11th season when we come back in January, which is pretty damn amazing. Most podcasts don't make it past their fifth episode. So <laughs> I, I think we've, we've done pretty good. I think so. I'm pretty impressed. Um, the big announcement I actually had for you guys actually that I teased at the beginning, as of today, if you're a member of our F- Dragon Con report Facebook, page you can now hear the dragon con report up there
2: oh really so it
1: is a new place for you to listen to um podcasts is through facebook it's a new feature that they're rolling out and we're very honored that we are still in the beta stages of it and the dragon con report was actually selected by facebook to nice to do that. So I guess they see us posting everywhere else on Facebook. So, <laughs> why not here? <laughs> why not there? So we're actually going to be – you'll be able to hear um, as the episodes come out because it has our RSS feed. So you might actually even be able to hear older episodes. I'm not 100% sure yet to how it's going to work and everything. But you will be able to hear the Dragon Con report now on Facebook.
2: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome! That's awesome. So. Um as you guys know, uh we try to cover all we can with these episodes, but to keep up with the latest news, please check out the official Dragon Con website and all their social media outlets. Uh they are especially Facebook and Twitter, I believe, and their Instagram account is Is somewhat up to uh, updated. Or you can just um, call
3: call Tony and Crispy. They'll tell you what's going
2: on. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, (laughs) Oh, they'll love Uh, that. um, That'll work. (laughs) That'll yeah, exactly. Yeah. They love
1: getting calls at the office. They really do.
2: Tell them Darren sent you. Oh no! Fun. Don't uh, tell them that. Tell them, <laughs> tell, them, tell them Dan Carroll sent them.
1: <laughs> well, if you if you want, Darren can give you their personal number, so it's okay.
3: I don't have their digits. Stop it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All the uh, fan tracks are active on uh, Facebook as well. And as uh, Dan Carroll pointed out at the beginning of the show, like get involved. It's not too late. It's not too early, right? It's not too early to get involved. Um, it, we know that some tracks now. Are doing uh, year round programming um, on their Facebook groups and whatnot on their YouTube channels, so um, you can get involved. Uh, at you can have you can experience DragonCon year round, um, and that's uh, that's that's a good thing. Um, we are a proud member of the ESO network. We have a T public store filled with all kinds of cool designs, including a very cool one for the DragonCon Report podcast. Uh, again, thank you for those folks who we saw sporting that uh, T-shirt design, as well as everybody that reached out to us that listens to the Dragon Con Report while we were at the show. Um, I did hear from a number of people that just came up to mm-hmm. the table, just came up to me after a panel, whatever, and said, I love the Dragon Con Report. Thank oh, you.
1: yeah it was amazing huh? and you know when you had people come up to you and you know say we love your podcast and we love hearing all your Dragon Con news and <laughs> thank you for all of what you do and it's pretty darn awesome it's it's, it makes really, it worth doing this
2: you thank know? you for yeah.
3: getting us drunk as we read guest names badly <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait
2: till next yeah. year folks exactly exactly this was a light year so uh, be ready for next year uh, prepare um, get your tolerance up um, it's, uh, it's an exercise we do in order to get ready for the next year.
0: <laughs> and it's definitely needed next year. <laughs> Cause my <laughs> yeah. tolerance was not there. This year. No, oh, oh, man.
2: <laughs> Uh, yeah, my tolerance for a lot of things was not there this my year. My tolerance
3: was crap this year, I'll tell you I that. I need to,
2: need to work out big time for get ready for next year. Um, but also, um, of course, the ESO Network has a Patreon page. Thank you again all patrons for your support uh, at any level. We appreciate it. Um, and be sure to check out past episodes at DragonConReport.com We can also be found on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we will be posting on Instagram some of our DragonCon memories not only from this year but from the past so keep uh keep tuned in for that and uh, and feel free to let us know if you're pictured in any of those Instagram posts like if you're if we post a picture of a costume uh feel free to let us know who you are so we can tag you and give you credit um uh whether you're listening to us via Apple Podcasts Stitcher Spotify Google Podcasts iHeartRadio Pandora Amazon Music Audible.com and now Facebook Woo! Who would ever say I'd
1: be cheering for Facebook?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Please rate us and leave us a review. We really appreciate it. And if you were at any of our panels, please uh, feel free to use the app to give us as many stars as you feel like we deserve. Um, only and some, five
1: people come on
2: <laughs> if you would like to leave direct feedback or comment on our show please feel free to email us at feedback at dragonconreport.com we appreciate you hanging out with us all year if you have any ideas, suggestions for how we can improve the show next year what you guys like, what you guys don't like let us know because we will be resting up the, over the next three months, but we will also be reconfiguring the show and, and maybe hopefully bringing you, uh, we just constantly want to make it better. Uh, this is our, our 10th year and, you know, we're, we're going to get it right. One of these years, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Don't count on it. Don't well, we'll count on
2: see it. see what we do. We can, um, but thank you everybody for listening. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Gordon. It has been my pleasure. Uh, in the off season you can find me as well as Mike Faber weekly on Earth Station One very weekly and and every other week on Earth Station Who Um, and you can also check out I appreciate everybody who supported me at Dragon Con uh, from who bought Tiki Zombie and all the other books I sell as well as who uh, helped out with the Kickstarter I, I really appreciate that take care stay safe Again, get vaccinated and we hope to see you next year at the con. Peace. And we are done. I
1: can retire now.